Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Daniel Willett. Jesus, we love you. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we just, I just need to, we just need to pray. Jesus, I just thank you. You are here in this place. Jesus, we thank you that your blood has washed us white as snow. We thank you, Jesus, that you have received us. God, that you've received us, Father. And we just declare just a powerful anointing this morning as, as the word goes forth, God, that you are just causing us to just rise up into everything that you've called us to. And God, calling us into deeper intimacy with you, Jesus. Have your way this morning, Jesus. Amen. 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 God is so good. I just love how in sync uh, I feel like everything is this morning with the opening prayer and uh, with uh, what Tina released and and the opening prayer and then also with what Brianna released. Um, God's just, he's speaking the same things. We all hear from the same Holy Spirit, right? So we release it in different ways in our own uniqueness, but we're all hearing from the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you how many times that I've, I've had such a heavy word in my heart and I come and speak it on a Sunday morning and then I listen to the Bethel podcast like the next day or two and it's like the same theme or like the same scriptures and God's saying the same things. So he is so good. Um, I do feel like I have a rhema word this morning for the church. But before that, I have some funny things that I want to I wanna throw out at you. So let's uh, get our laughers warmed up. So just go ahead and warm it up. Ha, 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 ha. It's like the, the lawnmower when you're like, just like, getting it warmed up. Like, ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I heard that uh, children laugh like over 100 times a day, but adults only laugh 15 times a day. So we need to, we need to be more childlike and just laugh more. All right, so this is a true story. A church put up a sign outside their church that said this, sin bad, Jesus good, details inside. Maybe we should try that. <laughs> sin bad, Jesus good, details inside. Um, I saw a meme recently that said this. Uh, it had a, had a picture of like a mom, and it said, I child-proofed my house, but they keep getting back in. <laughs> they keep getting back in. I tried to keep them out. Um, and then the last thing I have was uh, something that actually happened in our, our family. Um, Joy was telling me this the other day that our four-year-old son, Evan, um, he gets this real serious look on his face when he has something to say. And so he gets this serious look on his face and looks at Joy the other day and he says, Mom, Jesus didn't die at the Trader Joe's. He died on the cross. But God healed him up. So this is just for you guys to know, just Jesus did not die at the Trader Joe's. <laughs> He died on the cross. So I don't know. I think that might mean you spend too much time at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Joy. Jesus did not die at the Trader Joe's. You're spending too much time there. <laughs> he died on the cross. <laughs> Keep your focus on the cross, Joy. <laughs> All right. How many love Trader Joe's? We've got, we got a few. <laughs> I know I'm looking over in that area. I just got to say thank you to Brandon and, and our sound booth this morning. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they love you. They don't even know why I'm saying thank you, but he's just been doing a great job. But this morning, my message would not print, and he like ran to Walmart, got ink, came back, and printed it during, the, during our worship time. And then right after worship, he's like, here you go. 
So thank you, Brandon. He, he had me covered today. Appreciate that. I was ready to just like, okay, Lord, maybe there's no notes today. But, uh, but thank God there is notes. All right, Jesus, we thank you so much. You're so good. Yeah, have your way in this house today. Just hold out your hands. Say more, Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Father. Hit us with your best shot today, Jesus. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah. Amen. That's a good prayer right there. That is a Holy Spirit good prayer right there. This scripture has been in my heart for the last two weeks, and it's really the key scripture for today. It's Matthew 6.33, and we have it for the screens. Many of you know this scripture. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is the words of Jesus, our Savior. He says, seek first two things, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things should be added to you. So one of the prayers that I like to pray is, is this, is Lord, let the kingdom of heaven manifest in my life. Let the kingdom of heaven manifest in my thinking. Let the kingdom of heaven manifest in my marriage. Let the kingdom of heaven manifest in my children, God. This is a good prayer. Let the kingdom of heaven come. So we need to expect the kingdom realm to become reality in our lives. We need to contend for it and expect that it's going to manifest in our lives. So I want you to do this this morning. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes on this place. And I want you to just use your imagination this morning. I want you to just remove these four walls in your imagination. And I want you to imagine off in the distance, there's this beautiful castle. There's this beautiful castle, and it's unlike anything you've ever seen. It's just beautiful and ornate, and it's, it's large. It's more large than any castle you've ever seen. And surrounding this castle is a city. And this city is just like glowing. You can just tell just by looking at this city and looking at this kingdom that it's blessed. That this is a blessed place. And inside the kingdom lives this king. And this king is known for his wisdom. He's known for his kindness. And... and the wisdom that he has and the kindness that he has is the reason why this city is just so prosperous. It's so blessed. It's just a glow. And now imagine this. You're the king's son. You're the king's daughter. Everything in that kingdom, you're an heir to. Everything in the kingdom, you're learning how to steward well. You're in training to reign over this kingdom. Okay, you can open your eyes. Now, this is actually not just a fun imagination. This is all true. This is all true. You are sons and daughters of the king. And you are meant to steward the kingdom of heaven. It's, you're an heir with Jesus Christ of all that God has in the kingdom realm. You're co-heirs with Christ. And you're in training right now to reign and to 
know how to steward the kingdom well and to see the kingdom come into your life and to see the kingdom come into our world. Your father owns it all. And we're called to live in this reality and steward the blessings of heaven. So we're called to seek the kingdom and to imagine the kingdom manifesting in our lives. This is what your imagination is for. God has anointed your imagination so that you can imagine seeing his kingdom of heaven show up in every area of your life, showing up in your health, showing up at your workplace, showing up in your marriage, showing up in your relationships, showing up for that personal thing that you struggle with. You're to imagine the kingdom of heaven. The enemy wants your imagination for his playground, but God wants your imagination to imagine him showing up in your life. This is what it was created for, and God loves your imagination. So I just bless your imaginations right now. I just bless every imagination in this place to imagine God showing up, to partner your imagination with faith, and to imagine him showing up in your life in every area. So we are called to seek the kingdom and to imagine it manifesting in our lives. One of the declarations I've had lately is, is this. I like to dream dreams bigger than my current dreams 10 times and 100 times. I like to dream dreams larger than my current dreams 10 times and 100 times. Now, when you start declaring that, you have to use your imagination because <laughs> I know what my dreams are, but when I start saying, God, what does 10 times my dream look like? What does 100 times look like? Now I really have to start imagining. Like, oh, oh Lord, I'm seeing like churches all over the place. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people be, being sent out all over the world, like worldwide impact. So this, this is a great declaration because it causes you to use your imagination. And we partner our imagination with faith and see God showing up. Yeah, what does that look like in your life? 10 times your current dreams, 100 times your current dreams. So God wants to give you kingdom solutions. How many know he's pretty smart? He's pretty smart and he has kingdom solutions for your marriage. He has kingdom solutions for your job, your workplace. He has kingdom solutions that he wants to release. How many need some kingdom solutions? Just be honest. Just put up your hand if you need some kingdom solutions. Okay, just keep them up. Keep them up. Yeah, right now, in Jesus' name, we're just release kingdom solutions right now. In Jesus' name, we're just releasing kingdom solutions. I just release kingdom solutions over you in Jesus' name. I just release the kingdom right now for kingdom solutions. I just declare right now, God is anointing your imagination. He is anointing your minds, and he is giving kingdom solutions in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, we just release kingdom solutions. Yeah, we just release kingdom solutions. You're going to have everything that you need right now. In Jesus' name, we just release it. Release kingdom solutions. God's given you ideas, Annabella. He's given you kingdom solutions. Yeah. There's an anointing in this season for the secret place, and there's an anointing for kingdom solutions. Seeking first the kingdom looks like seeking God first in our lives and expecting him to release kingdom solutions over us. 
So it says, seek first the kingdom and seek his righteousness. What does it mean to seek his righteousness? Well, Jesus is pure. He's clean. He's righteous. And as a believer in him, so are you. So are you. Because it's his righteousness that you're living in and benefiting from, not your own. It's his righteousness that you're living in. It's his righteousness that you're benefiting from, not your own. So what does it look like to seek his righteousness? Well, first off, don't look to your righteousness. Look to his righteousness. The enemy constantly wants you to get your focus on you. He wants you to get your focus on your issues, your shortcomings, where you've not been good enough. And he wants you to get your focus on your righteousness. And, and Jesus didn't say, oh, man, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> hmm. There's one translation that's, that actually, it says, basically focus on your self-righteousness. And I was like, wow, that's totally turned on its ear. And it's a common translation. Every other translation says, seek his righteousness. Seek his righteousness. Keep your focus on his righteousness. You've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So our focus need to be, needs to be on Christ and who Christ is through us. So he wants to get your focus on you. One of the best ways to get out of discouragement quick is to take your focus off you. When you feel discouraged, when you feel like, man, I just, I'm... This is not going the way I wanted it to. And this is one of the quickest way out of that <laughs> is to take your focus off you and be like, who can I encourage right now? Who can I bless right now? Who can I like? And it could be, it could be the check here at uh, Walmart. You would be surprised what a smile can do. There's people that have been on their, they were on their way to commit suicide and somebody smiled at them and they said, because that person smiled at me, I'm not going to take my life today. Get your focus off you. And get your focus on his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Those things that you're worried about, we just shift the focus. And all these things are going to be added to us. Okay, if you're, fo if you're focused on your righteousness, you're not focused on seeking the kingdom and his righteousness, but seeking your own righteousness. When we start focusing on what we've done, we're actually seeking our own righteousness. That's called self-righteousness. And every one of our self-righteousness stinks. It's filthy rags. That's why we, God gave us his righteousness so that we could be completely washed, clean, pure, completely righteous in the blood of Jesus. When you're focused on your righteousness, this is a question that will constantly be, you'll constantly be asking yourself without even realize it, realizing it. What have I done lately that qualifies me for God's blessing? This is a subconscious thing that I'll just be playing. What have I done lately that qualifies me for God's blessing. Wrong tree. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So from the beginning of time, God said, don't eat of that tree. He said, I want you to eat of this tree. It's the tree of life. How many know the tree of life is Jesus? It's Jesus Christ. We're still called to eat from that tree. We're not called to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I love that. God, from the beginning of time, essentially said, eat from this tree. It's Jesus Christ.
So something that jumps out in me in this verse um, this week when I've been reading it is this word, first. First. So a concept that we understand is first fruits. So in the tithe, we know that we give our first fruits to God. So Malachi 3.10 says this, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord God of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. Don't worry, I'm not changing the message into a tithing message. But there's a concept here that we need to grab onto. We understand first fruits and the tithe. We take the first part of our income and we give it to the Lord. And he says, when you do this, I'm going to open the windows of heaven. I'm going to pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Do you see the open heavens in that scripture? Do you see the concept of, of open heaven when we put God first in that scripture? So when we give God the first part of our income, he promises that he won't just take care of all of our needs, but he opens up the windows of heaven. Open heavens. It sounds a lot like Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So absolutely, part of seeking the kingdom is putting God first in our finances. But what God has been speaking to me lately in this verse is to take the first part of my day and seek him. To take the first part of my day and seek him. So this is the same concept as the tithe, but we give our, we give our first fruits to God, but I'm applying, that, I'm applying that to my day. Like, I'm going to take the first part. That word first has just been fire. It's like, seek first the kingdom of God. I'm like, okay, I need to put this at the very front of my day and seek God first. In that place of seeking, expect him to speak to you. Get a pen, get a paper, get a journal, or get a phone. That's what I use. I use my phone. I've got hundreds of notes in my phones, in my phone. And ask him, God, how do I love my spouse well? God, how do I love people well? Ask him how to start moving in a direction of bringing kingdom solutions to your family. Kingdom solutions to your industry. Kingdom solutions for every area that you struggle with and any struggle that you may have. Did you know that you hear God's voice? You hear his voice. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Do you know how I can prove to you right now that everybody here, every single person hears God's voice? I can prove it to you right now. And everybody watching on live stream. You came to church today. See, we think that we come to church, sometimes we subconsciously may think we come to church because it's the right thing to do, when the truth is God's Spirit is drawing you to himself. God's Spirit is drawing you to himself, and you said yes. You said yes, Lord. If you're watching today, you're tuned in because you said yes, Lord, because God's Spirit is drawing, drawing you to himself. You hear his voice, <clears throat> and he wants to speak to you in the morning wants to speak to you throughout your day but specifically there's like this anointing on that secret place time at the first part of your day putting him at the first part of your day and expecting him to speak to you now one of our leaders had a dream this past week i need to stop looking at the clock it's making me nervous
I've got so much time, all the time in the world. <clears throat> One of our leaders had a dream this past week, and without going into the whole thing, it was a dream about our church coming together in unity and specifically uniting our gifts together because there is a deployment happening. There's like a unity that we need to come into and specifically uniting our gifts together because there's a deployment happening. This is a deployment season. And we need to be in the secret place with the Lord where he's going to give us godly strategy. He's going to give us godly strategy of how to work together. He's going to give us godly strategy for our individual situations, for our marriages. The Lord's been speaking to me about being an influencer in our areas of expertise in the, in the areas that God has placed us in, God's raising up Christian influencers. And they're not all going to be pastors. Most of them are not going to be. They're not all going to be missionaries. But you're going to be on assignment in your workplace, in your area of expertise, in your influence, whatever God's graced you to do, he's raising you up as an influencer to influence that area, that industry, that sphere. I feel fire on that so much right now. So Jesus says this in Matthew 13, 33. And remember we started with Matthew 6, 33. Which is talking about the kingdom. And then this scripture, Matthew 13, 33. Is also talking about the kingdom. So you know Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 13, 33 says this. <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leavened. Do we have that for the screens? Notice the word hid in there. I don't think I ever saw that before. See the word hid? The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in, all th in three pecks of flour until it was all leavened. So I want to submit to you that you are the leaven hidden inside of your company to bring the kingdom into it. You are the leaven hidden inside your family to bring the kingdom to it. You are the leaven in Phoenix to bring the kingdom to it. You are the leaven in your world, the hidden in this world, to bring the kingdom to it. But the world is so dark right now. Yes, and you're called to be the light in the world. We're called to actually be the light in these dark places. So I have a quick story I want to share with you. The Lord corrected me a few weeks ago. I love the Lord's correction, by the way. <laughs> I must be weird like that because I just love to be corrected by the Lord because I, I don't have a misconception any longer of, of punishment versus correction. God doesn't punish us. All the punishment that he has was extinguished on the body of Jesus Christ. But God corrects us because he loves us. What father is there in this room that doesn't correct their sons, doesn't correct their daughters because out of love? So he corrected me the other week, and I had noticed that my prayer time had become a little laborsome. It had become um, not as enjoyable as it had been in past seasons. When we started this church, I had this amazing, 
honeymoon with the Lord that lasted for about two years where I would get up. And we only had three kids at the time. I'd get up in the morning. And that was, that was a key right there. It's like one of the keys to an awesome prayer life. I'd get up in the morning and, and make my coffee. And I'd put on the, I had a special room. Now we've lost our room. The baby's taking it. I had a special room, and I turned on prayer music, and I just had this awesome, like, one hour with the Lord, just like the presence, and I just, it lasted for like two years, and it was amazing. It was just like, I, I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning, make my coffee, get into the prayer room. And then we had two more babies, and uh, it's often hard to, uh, to get up. Sometimes babies are up in the middle of the night. Um, happened this morning, a baby woke up at, what, five, four, four in the morning, and so often it, it's tough to have that time and, and even to find a space in the house where you're not disturbing people. And I, I just noticed that my prayer time had become a little harder. And uh, so one morning I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, what's, what's wrong with me? That's a good question to ask on a regular basis. What's going on? <laughs> and the Lord started to speak to me. And he revealed a lie that I had in the back of my mind. So many times we have these lies, and if we actually even knew what the lie was and we said it out loud, we're like, oh, yeah, I know that's not true. But somehow in the back of our mind, it seems real. And so a lie had crept into my mind, and this was the lie. You need to pray in the morning to be a good pastor. And the Lord showed me that, that lie that I had been believing. And he said, Daniel, you don't come into the secret place to become a good pastor. You come into this secret place because you're my son. So we can get in this place as a Christian. We're like, I need to pray because, you know, even, even everything I've just said, you could take that to this place of obligation and religious duty. Where you're like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be the answer to my industry. And so I'm, I, have to, I have to get in prayer because I have to get the, the strategy, right? And the Lord is saying to you this morning, like, no, come into the secret place because you're my son come into the secret place because you're my daughter. And number one, number one, number one, number one reason we go in the secret place is because God loves us and he wants us there because he loves us. He wants you. He wants your presence. He wants to be in your presence. Isn't that amazing? Number one, that has to be the number one reason. We're just like, I just need to be with my father because, I, because I'm his son. He loves me. And he said, Daniel, in that place, in the secret place as a son, I'll feed you as a pastor. I'll feed you as a father. I'll feed you as a husband. I'll feed you as an influencer. I'll feed you in all the ways, but just come in as a son. And then you'll be able to execute all those things as a son. Then you'll be able to release those things as a son because God doesn't want us to do anything out of religious obligation. Not one thing. There's not one thing that he wants you to do out of religious obligation. Everything that God wants us to do, it's relational. Every single thing. Even the tithe, it's like we need to get to the place where we're like, Lord, I love you. It's, just, it's my pleasure to tithe. I'm not trying to, to make myself sound good. Um, but there was a moment I had a few weeks ago where I'd gotten, I have a business. And I'd gotten paid my business like on a Wednesday. And I woke up in the middle of the night on Wednesday and I was like, I haven't tithed yet. And I pulled out my text to give and, <laughs> and I was just like excited to do it. I was like, Lord, it's my joy to tithe on what you've given me. I don't do it out of religious obligation. I do it out of a love response. God, thank you. You've given me everything. It's, it's easy for me to give back. And ever since the Lord spoke to me um, 
Daniel, just come into the secret places, my son, a couple weeks ago. My secret place time has been so awesome again. I'm just like, oh, I found, the, I found that honeymoon, that honeymoon experience again with the Lord where I'm just excited to get up and just be with him. All right, I'm going to end it right there. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Just close your eyes, hold out your hands. I'm going to pray over you this morning. I'm going to break something off of you, and then I'm going to release something over you. So right now, we just break off religious obligation. We just break off every religious obligation. We just break off every, everything that we would do in the kingdom that we would do it out of religious duty. And we break that right now. And we just release that everything we do in the kingdom is out of our love relationship with our Father. We just break off religious duty, religious obligation. We break it off. And I just want to release right now. I just want to release you to carry the kingdom as leaven into the world. I just release you to be the leaven of heaven in this world. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We just we love you so much, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you loved us first. That's another first. That word first has been so heavy on my heart. And the Lord said, I loved you first. Jesus loved us first. God put us first when he put his son on the cross. He loved us first. And now we get to choose to love him back and put him at the first part of our life, first part of our day. So Jesus, we just pray for that anointing to put you first out of relationship. In Jesus' name, amen.